much for joining us on the CCA California podcast. My name is Chris, your host. Good to be with you another week, another episode. Alongside my good friend, Kevin Takata. Kevin, what's going on, brother? What's up? Well, we're here. It's a beautiful day outside, and you know what I was going to say. We need to be fishing. <laughs> but uh, the fishing is crazy good right now, except for the wind. I'm sure everyone's just waiting for it to end. I was going to say, today in particular is a beautiful day. We're uh, actually down here at the San Diego Marlin Club, so big shout out to those guys for letting us uh, use their facility and uh, recording uh, a podcast this week. Before we get started, make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, at CCA California. Help us grow the podcast. We see those numbers climbing every single week. Kevin, can you believe we have, I think I counted right, 16 different countries represented in our audience. No way. 16 countries. Really? Yeah. Well, what's the second biggest one next to the U.S.? Uh, let me check. I think it's Mexico. Oh, but, awesome. Yeah. Well, shout out to everyone out there in the 16 countries, including the U.S. We appreciate all you guys listening. Yeah. Every single week, we provide great information from all sorts of great guests, including ours today. And uh, we're going to have a really good time talking about some um, a little bit different uh feel. We're going to talk about something newer, social media wise. We're going to talk to a person that knows a lot about this stuff. Um, We're just getting started in our growth, but this man has made a whole bunch of new opportunities out there for anglers to join in a community that's just way beyond anything that anyone else is doing out there for sure. Very in, uh, a very different vibe, a very good community of people that are getting into the sport. Um, and I'm excited for him to be here. He's a good friend of mine as well. Absolutely. Well, let's get into it. Without further ado, we've got our great friend, Mr. Roman Castro. Roman, what's, what's up, going guys? On? Hey, thanks for having me. What an I'm intro, excited, huh? Excited to be yeah. here. Yeah, I'm like, wow, who's that guy? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it's, you, you've done so much for the community. It's so amazing. Um, I think that people are going to just listen to this podcast and learn a lot more about you than they did before. And it's a great opportunity for those that have not met you before, have not participated in your community, to learn about what you offer and what you've brought to the table for the whole fishing community in Southern California and outside of it, too. Man, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to share. Yeah, so... Um, you know, before before we get started, I lied on the different countries. It's Germany. Oh, Germany's Germany. the second biggest one? Yeah. Can Let's go, Mexico. That? What's going on? Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I know. Sorry. Right there with them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Sorry, I had to get that out, but... Roman, it's good to see you, man. I know, uh, you know, when we first, I guess, virtually met, um, that was right when the pandemic happened. Yeah. That was pretty much almost, I mean, in my, that was kind of the beginning of our relationship and, and all that. And it, it's good to see you in person. But also, you know, you kind of launched something super, super special, super, super unique in Fishy Hour. And that was right when COVID happened and everyone was at home. And, you know, it, it, I'll be honest, when Fishy Hour was going on every single day of the week, I was looking forward to it. It was like the highlight of my day. <laughs> that, that was a, that was a, that was a, a lot of stuff led to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, primarily, like in, in my personal development as like a, a creative person, I guess you could say. Um, when COVID hit and they closed, the, closed us from being able to fish and even taking out a kayak on your own, you're like socially distanced technically, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it was a big thing and like instead of just sitting there and complaining about it, I thought, you know what, I'm sure there's other people going through that same thought process, that same feeling of like, hey man, like I'm going to like fishing withdrawals and I can't get out there. Um, 
They literally closed down launch ramps. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's crazy. You, you remember that? They closed down <laughs> launch ramps crazy. in San Diego. You couldn't even launch a boat or a kayak. Yeah, and you're having these conversations with your friends over text, and uh, you, 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 I, I'm seeing the pain, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I thought, you know what? What if we just do like a, just get on the. I already had the, I already had a little bit of a base going with the with the YouTube channel, and I started. You know what? Let's go ahead and do provide a service. You know, like provide a service to. Other guys that are sitting there, maybe like I can handle it. I think, right? But maybe someone else, someone else had like a, a tougher time with not being able to fish every day or every other day, right? So I thought, you know what? Let's just get on the get on the live stream. My channel was already optimized for it, and I had a little bit of experience with going live. Was a little bit afraid of doing it, but at the same time, I thought I thought of it as a challenge. And so I went for it. I it, we started off as a, as happy hour. For like for like two weeks, and I just got on there. I was like, you know what, guys, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'll, I'll be here Monday through Friday, and every in, day, every day, yeah. Jump, jump in here. We'll talk about fishing. We'll talk about not being able to fish. We'll talk about what's opening up. Uh, basically, just have give you give you a spot, a place for you to kind of like just get a little bit of that stress out of the way. Mm-hmm. Understand that there's other people going through that same thing. You're not doing. You're not going through that thing on your own, right? And then that really struck a chord, you know, mm-hmm. like it really, it, 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 it started uh, pretty, it, like pretty decent, like maybe 14, 15 people jumping in, you know, and then started to pick up and we gained, we gained a good momentum. And um, the, I think the big key though, with, with the success of that show, like by April, by April 1st, <laughs> April 1st, right? Mm-hmm. I, I went ahead and renamed the show uh, Fishy Hour, mm-hmm. and then we moved it to its own channel, I think, and did the whole process of, of trying to get that done. But anyway, the whole point of that was that it was a it was a time when it th- when I felt like the community needed that, and uh, it was also worked out with with my current situation where like I had done other shows in the past with like recorded. Um, audio recorded video where I can go through and edit it and I wanted to challenge myself to do the the live option right and so that kind of synced up with that too and everything I've done even before fishy hour I've done like a bunch of other stuff like I, I did a, a spearfishing podcast when I was when I was younger and I love spearfishing it's like it's, there's, no, there's nothing like it like you're, you're flying in the water shooting fish holding your breath it's amazing and um I got super into it, dude, and like, and to the point where like I I tried to do as much as I could for the San Diego Freedivers here in San Diego. Mm-hmm. I joined their board. I was their, their their webmaster for like two or three years. I was a president for a year, and then in that process, I was kind of at the same time building out the Spear Podcast, which is a podcast. It's up to like I think eighty three episodes now, which doesn't seem like a lot, but at the time, there wasn't any real. Like dedicated spearfishing podcasts, where the where the point of it was for me to learn from a more experienced uh, spearfisherman and and bring the audience along with me, like be a fly on the wall, right? Like when I when I first started learning spearfishing, I, I started making a blog about it. I just would write stuff that to me was new. I was like, oh no, you can do that, mm-hmm. and I'd make a little blog post about it, right? And then somebody that's experienced would come and say, okay, that's that's old news, like. Everybody knows that. Like, mm-hmm. I was a new guy. I didn't know that. I just, that's just, that blew my mind last week, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So the next guy, the next guy that's learning, learning in two weeks, he's gonna see that post and he's gonna say, "Oh wow, this is amazing!" Right? I, I need to learn this stuff. 
So with that same mindset, I thought to myself, okay, well, in most communities, there's, a lot, there's always like um, the people that are anti the new guy, mm-hmm. right? And that's go that goes for most communities. Uh, but in this in this aspect, I thought, would it wouldn't it be better to to teach a new guy or to show a new guy the right way of doing things, as opposed to let them try and figure it out on their own and giving everybody a black eye in that industry or in that mm-hmm. thing. In this case, spearfishing, right? So on top of that, like I wanted, to, I wanted to leave a legacy for my kids to say, hey, look, dad was doing this, and uh, I wanted him to listen to it whenever, whenever, and I wanted somebody that that was learning it to be able to listen to it in their car with their kids in the back without having to worry about like cuss words or anything like that or like weird, weird mm-hmm. stuff, right? So I, I totally dadded it down, right? Uh, and it, it did pretty well. Dadded it down. Yeah. <laughs> it, did, it did pretty well. And, and, and like it grew as a big community, and I felt like, okay, this is good. And initially, the, the fear I had was putting my thoughts onto a blog and sharing my opinion on something or, or sharing what I was learning at the risk of somebody criticizing it or like tearing it down or tearing me down personally because I wrote something and had an idea and put it out, right? Mm-hmm. And so I thought, you gotta, you, gotta, you gotta still do it because there's gonna be that one or two people that you're helping, right? And so that's, that's kind of been my motto since the beginning. Okay, and, then, and I'm going all the way back to this because this has kind of been the foundation of what I've, what I've been doing. It didn't just happen overnight, mm-hmm. right? This is like in... When did you start the um, Spear uh, podcast? When was that? What year? I'm thinking like... I can't remember the top of my head, maybe 2011, 2013. Oh, oh, wow. It's been a long time. Yeah. Long time. Over 10 years. Yeah, over, over 10 years, yeah. <laughs> and so, but that got me like used to expressing myself online, right? Before it was too critical. And then I, then I started working on the on this, on this Spirit Podcast, and I, and I was more comfortable with listening to my own voice in my headphones. It's like weird hearing yourself on, the, on a microphone. Mm-hmm. And I bet you guys can, when you guys started out, you guys probably felt Chris, that. Chris still sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> I sound weirder, though, man. <laughs> but, but you know, it's like it's still like improving, improving yourself, right? That skill set mm-hmm. is still a skill set you can take to your job, right? Because your job, there's always a reason to do a presentation. If you're the guy that steps up and does that presentation, you're, you're providing more value to that business as an employee, right? Mm-hmm. So I, th- I thought of it as like, okay, that's my that's my uh, that's my next step in my personal like evolution, right? And so I started the podcast, got used to being on the mic, got used to interviewing somebody, got used to not interrupting them with my questions until they're done with that thought, right? And it's it's little things you pick up along the way that you wouldn't do if you weren't doing a show, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna notice a lot of skills changes when you guys, right? As you guys get more on the show that's gonna affect other parts of your life, which is pretty cool. So on top of that, I'm also helping people that are new to the, new to the to spearfishing at this point and making sure they understand the dangers of it, right? There's a lot of fun, there's a lot of cool things about it, but it's not all just all giant bluefin tuna with with uh, giant, like, <laughs> pelagic guns. Right. There's also dangers, dangers associated with that. You shouldn't dive on your own, all that kind of stuff, right? And so, uh, I felt like I was doing the audience a a, uh, a solid by giving them that information and give, and entertaining them with uh, interviews from more experienced uh, spear fishermen, but also in that injecting like good good ideas as far as like behaviors and morals and and uh, and under, an understanding of how not to give the sport a black eye, right? So then uh, from there, um, I felt a little bit out of the spear fishing world because. Uh, it's it's more common to dive on your own than it is to dive in pairs, 
So I was having difficulty with finding dive partners that would actually want to dive together and actually, actually like, uh, I guess you could say, like spot each other. Yeah. In case it's an issue, you, know, you never know. And so uh, I started, I started fishing more, like on a kayak. Right? I, started, I took oh, a yeah. fishing on the kayak, and uh, started, I started exploring that, exploring that. While at the same time, the spearfishing podcast had given me like really good connections within the spearfishing world. And the spearfishing world is pretty small, no, and it's not, it's, not a, it's not like a brag, it's just the spearfishing world is small. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have like great companies like Rife, right? That's like one of the biggest companies in spearfishing, and they're local, right? They're, mm-hmm. right? Um, so so spear, the spearfishing world is not that huge. But that gave me the opportunity to get to know a lot of people in it, and I got to go on trips and that kind of stuff. And not even like not even trips where somebody paid for me to go. It was like, hey man, you want to come with us on this trip? You got to pay your way, right? It was like, but it was still cool to be around those people, for for the for the because all these people were, were like super super cool, super great into the industry, and also like very like smart or like or even if somebody wasn't super smart, let's not say that if they had like a lot of good thoughts, like a lot, they were like a, they're like thought leaders, I guess you could say, right? And I wanted to be around that. I wanted to get to know their philosophy, how they how they built these companies, and and uh, there's I guess there's different types of people that were in this world, right? Like uh, people that are like building companies, and people that were like really good at the sport, like actually really good spearfishing, right? There's so I thought it'd be cool to be around around them and bring the audience with me, um, and also challenge myself on the next level, which was facing the camera and talking right into it, right? Mm-hmm. So what are you gonna do? Uh, the people that follow me from the from the spearfishing blog to the spearfishing podcast, they're learning along the way. They're getting better at it, right? Uh, and then from there, I took them into the things I got to do because of the podcast, right? In the form of a vid, in the form of videos, right? Mm-hmm. And then I started getting into video editing and, and so, so you did underwater video, underwater, above water. I did the whole like the whole adventure basically. Where where does that stuff exist? Uh, you can see that on. Um, Spiro TV, okay, okay, or Spiro blog. Cool. Right? That's like the pre the precursor the pretext to like the Roman Castro blog. Mm-hmm. I started the Roman Castro blog once I started going on these trips, and I wanted to share the adventure with people that were fans of the show. Like, hey guys, thanks to you guys, I get to go on this trip. You know, I paid my way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you guys get to see what it's like, like yeah. to hang out with this guy, like from from Sea Sniper, right? Hang out That's with Chris, cool. and right. So it's pretty cool, and so a lot of cool adventures happened there, and. It took me to the next step of like learning to edit and play with video, right? I had the sound done. I had, I Way before anyone was regularly doing it like nowadays. This was yeah. the precursor of YouTube. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, like it, some, some people were doing vlogs and other things like general life and like things like New York or whatever, but nobody's doing it like specifically for fishing or, or for free outdoors or anything. Fishing, yeah. And so. But kind of kept at it, just kind of sharing that adventure, and then I just kind of started obsessing on, on editing and how to make a video better, and eventually, like the podcast, kind of kind of uh, died off, right? It didn't. I didn't officially close it, but I stopped putting out episodes for it because I was more interested in, in, the video aspect of it. I wanted to get better at that, and so with the video aspect came, uh, just at the beginning of my of my channel experimentation with like different topics like just vlogging about the family which I which I still kind of enjoy I was looking at my old videos last week where my kids are young and before moving to our current house you know it's kind of like a family vlog right? right and then 
in that family vlog, I started experimenting with doing certain things that I really enjoyed doing. Like I'd have, I'd have spear fishing days, I'd have like a, a box opening days, right? Just to see what, what would work, what would be most effective. And then uh, I was really anxious to go spear fishing. I didn't have a partner to go with, so I was like, no, I'm just gonna get on the water. I'm just gonna get on the water and fish. I don't know how to fish, but there's there's spotties. I've seen them all over the place when I'm diving mm -hmm. around, right? I'm just gonna go on the water, get my fix, and at least I'm on the water. If I'm not, if I'm not in it, at least I'm on it, right? Mm -hmm. That was my that was my entry into fishing, right? Nice. It's just crazy. And then I made a couple of videos on spotty fishing, and just being on the kayak, and that's, those kind of like started to hit. And it's it just so happened that I was also uh, interested in it, right? Like I, I think that might have been more of the more of the contributing factor of why the videos did so well, was because I was actually into it. I was going through the process again, now not of spear fishing, but of fishing mm. like hook and line fishing mm -hmm. right and and it was again the beginner's journey right like i had been doing the beginner's journey this whole time for for free diving and for spear fishing and i was starting now i was starting on my own beginner journey with the hook and line stuff with the added benefit that i knew fish behavior right like i've seen right like, i've seen how the fish behave on patties i've seen how the fish underwater right i've seen how the, i've shot fish off patties i've shot fish uh, off rocks in, in it Mexico. It is a, ma a massive yeah, advantage. It's a huge advantage. You, you, yeah. you learn a lot of behavioral yeah. things that make yeah. the positioning big is one yes. big thing big time. That, that people big don't understand yeah. still. Because yeah. mm -hmm. like underwater guys, it's not it's not magic, right? There's stuff down there, and it, and when you look, when you actually see it, like, oh, okay, it's not as it's not as crazy as I thought as I imagined it, right? So I guess one tip would be like, if you're watching, if you if you're able to, just go snorkel, snorkel somewhere around. You don't have to dive, just snorkel around. You'll see it's crazy. You actually see the fish and how they behave, where they kind of where they kind of um, relate to, right? Mm -hmm. So let's go back to what we're, what we're talking about. So that was the the beginning of me getting into, into more hook and line fishing. And then I thought to myself, okay, well, I'm learning a bunch of stuff again. Why not take, keep, keep working on my skill sets of making video and, and presentations and making that available for the next guy that's trying to learn how to fish, right? Because also, that process of learning involves you doing research on other sites and forums and all that kind of stuff. And some of those places can be, can be a little toxic, right? Especially if you're a new person, and uh, trying to figure it out, uh, you can get discouraged from it, from doing the, from doing the sport. It's intimidating. Yeah, you get discouraged from doing the sport, and now you, now like you have uh, somebody that could have done something amazing for the community, for the fishing community, that never does. He goes off to a different community because he's got chased out. Basically, yeah, got chased out. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and so we're missing out on that. We're missing out on that creativity. We're missing out on that dude's or that lady's contribution to the to the community. Anyway, so I thought it'd be cool to just keep teaching the way I'd like to teach and sharing what I'd like to share. And of course, I'm gonna make mistakes. I, I love making mistakes. I, I thrive on making mistakes because that's how I know that that way is not gonna work. I try something else, right? And and in social media right now, you'll get you'll get destroyed for oh. making a mistake, you know, like, but All the time. that's my thing. I make mistakes, I don't care. Like, mm -hmm. fine, I'm okay with making mistakes. Because uh, it's a learning, it's a learning opportunity, right? It's a learning experience. And so, so we just made a bunch of made, made videos on, on how I was setting up my kayak, how I was fishing, techniques I was using, gear I was using, all that stuff. And then that led me up to have a decent foundation within YouTube. To as Roman Castro Vlog. Yeah, as Roman Castro Vlog. That still exists today. That's your main channel. Yeah, that's my main channel. Yeah, I do, I do stuff on there. Uh, it's, it's been a little bit confusing to, for the audience because I've been shifting uh, the Fishy Hour show in and out of that channel. Uh, but now it's completely out on its own channel. So the Fish Hour show is um, Fish Hour on, on YouTube mm -hmm. or fishhour.com. 
And then uh, my my vlog, my fishing stuff, like where I teach things, like where it's edited videos, is on my YouTube channel, just RomanCaster.com. And, and capture amazing, you know, footage. I mean, yeah, adventures. Yeah, yeah, we've had yeah. some adventures, yeah, you and sure. I. So there's a lot of great things for people to watch, including bluefin fishing and spotty fishing, yeah. a lot of that. And well, you know, how much of that content? Did you decide in your head that you were going to go do, thinking beforehand, not, you know, like the bluefin was for yeah. a perfect example, that yeah. beforehand that you knew, had no precursor, no, you know, just went with no reservations, just went out there and you did it. How many of those videos do you have? Are they are they a lot of them, a new adventures, a, a new? That's a good question. So like the way I do, the way I do my videos, especially for the regular channel, my my Rumcaster channel is. There's different types of videos, right? There's a video that's gonna teach you how to do something the way I do it, and I could be wrong. And I want to encourage you that if you see that I'm doing something wrong, to just have to put it in the chat or put it in the in the comment to that video because that's gonna teach me and it's gonna teach the next person I teach, right? Mm -hmm. Also, there's the videos where it's just like, you know what, we're going all out. We got Kevin Nakata with us, gonna take us fishing and we're gonna go, and I'm gonna document this adventure because I know it's gonna be freaking amazing, right? And those are the those are what we call like uh, the hero content, mm. right? Those are like the like the epic days of fishing that 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 inspire you to keep fishing the rest of your life, yeah. And uh, they're very rare. Those days are very rare. I've had I don't know. I've had some crazy adventures, and I and I I don't think I've had maybe more than ten or fifteen of those sessions or those days where it's like, damn, this is this is what it's about, right? But you know what? I can look back on those days. Whenever I feel like, you know, it's a weird day, I want to go get cheered up, I want to see what it was like. And then I was thinking like in the future, what if, what are my kids gonna see? Like, what are my kids' kids gonna see? Like, that's grandpa, dude, like, yeah. look at him, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And you don't think about that stuff when you're, when you're- Doing it. When you're yeah. doing it, but. Or even watching it now. Yeah. Because you're thinking 10 years, 15, mm -hmm. 20, 50, long time ahead of us, yeah. you know? So, and that, and that brings me to like another, Another like I would call cornerstone in the stuff I like to make, or the, the my philosophy as far as content making goes, is I want to make content for legacy, you know, not for currency. That's like the Gary Vee motto. Mm -hmm. That's that's good. And I'm getting a little teary eyed because it means so much to me that that where it's more important to me that my kids in the future can. And see that I was trying to do something positive, mm -hmm. as opposed to something to make money. Right. It's like, a, yeah, good things comes. Good things will come eventually, right? And the money will come. But I'm not looking. I'm not banking on it. I'm not. I'm not clawing away at it. My my primary purpose is to make your life better as a listener or as a watcher of my stuff, right? And and if that means that, I. I put in my own money into making something and it never pans out. I still know in my heart that I've helped so many people that I'll probably never meet now and maybe in the future to get into a sport that's amazing and it's gonna make their life so much better. So it's just. Yeah, that's, that's a perspective that a lot of people in this industry may or may not have um, uh, really attached to. A lot of a lot of people do um, have a perspective in this community, in this industry, that it is you know currency driven, it is money driven, and we forget sometimes that people coming into the sport who don't have much than 
uh, a $40 combo and yeah. a handful of mono and a couple of jigs made of plastic can go out there and off these rocks right behind us and go catch a fish. That is fishing. Exactly. That guy's got dignity. Mm-hmm. That guy's mm-hmm. got... He, he should be treated just the same as, as the guy with the, with the yacht. You know, true. He's a, he's a he's a he's a person that loves fishing just as much as they got the yacht. So, it that's uh, yeah, that, that's been a kind of the big the big driving factor for me. And I don't talk about it a lot because it makes me like feel like I'm I don't know like I'm bragging or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, but it's uh, I do want to share that today on this show because a lot of guys that listen to my stuff or watch my stuff are hopefully going to listen. And uh, that's kind of my driving factor, guys. That's my that's my driving force. Um, as far as uh, the stuff that we've been building with the with the show, like the, the fish hour show, kind of evolved. Uh, we were doing it hard for about almost a year, but we're mm-hmm. doing five episodes. I think episodes. I think it was one year plus. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe a year in like two months. It was a long yeah. time of every single day. Yeah, five days. Was it five days? You take? Did you take breaks on weekends? No, it was. It, we took breaks on weekends. Yeah, I took breaks on weekends, and then uh, so I got to the point, guys, where I was doing five episodes a week. We did it for about a year, and then I was like, "Man, guys, I, I need to take a break. I need, I need to tone it down." And mm-hmm. and I thought, I thought my original thought was like, "You know what? I'm just gonna end it, and I will just do my regular edited videos on my regular fiction channel." And uh, I got talked out of it by the community. By, by then, the mo- most of the guys have been listening, and they were they're like committed and they're into it. And I didn't realize what was happening until like I started. I I, I tried to make moves to end it, right? And then everybody stepped up. Guys like Brian, man. Uh, Brian likes to fish. He stepped up. He's like, you know what? I can help you every day, but I'll help you with one day, right? I'm like, man, this is what I need help with. I need help with figuring out what to make the show about. And if you want to take over Wednesdays, I'll, I'll we, we can do it. And he's like, well, I just, I'm just not sure about about uh, hosting a show, right? He doesn't know how to set it up. I'm like, well, we can do it together, right? And we'll co-host it. And uh, he stepped up big time. Big time. Big time. Uh, and he does. We do Wednesdays together. So bay fishing with Roman and Brian on Wednesdays, and then on uh, on Mondays. Now we're, da- we're now we're down to only Mondays and Wednesdays. On Wednesdays we do like like the San Diego fishing report. Mm-hmm. And basically, I get on there. I update the community at this point, like the like the our club, right? We we spawn it spawned a club, which we'll talk about in a second, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and I update the club on the status of what we're doing, the events we're having, and uh, fishing conditions. Fishing conditions. And I mean, have, you guys go into a lot of resources too. Yeah. You dive into public resources, yep. windy, temp break. Yep. You know, really break down with the potential for what the fishing might be like. Um, you have guests on there. Coach is one of them. Yeah, coaches are coaches are regular. Uh, Coach Worf, Worf TV on YouTube. He's a he's a he's a local. He's what I like to call like a, I don't know how you how you guys would describe it, but he's like a local fisherman that's been around forever and knows a ton of old knowledge. salt. Old salt, yeah, an old salt, <laughs> and uh, you gotta respect those dudes, right? And you gotta give them the opportunity to to share what they know if they want to. Don't pressure them, right? But if they want to, if they start talking, you just shut up and let them, let them talk, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, I'm providing. We don't like Chris do that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> basically, I'm providing that that uh, opportunity for for because I know Coach would talk to me anyway if I hit him up. He would talk to anybody that would ask him questions about fishing. But this makes it this amplifies his, his voice, amplifies his um, his opinion on, on topics and his uh, the skills that he's sharing with us. And you could tell us like with a better eye than I could what 
uh, condition report means to the fishing. Right? So like, yeah, I can look up the wind, I can look up the, the, the temps, and I can look up the charts and all that stuff. But I'm not that I'm not as experienced as coaches, and he's going to tell us what it means when it when it comes to fishing, right? When it comes to how it's affecting the bike, um, and I'm okay with being the guy that's learning, right? I don't have to be the guy that's like running the show and, and knows everything. I want to be educated by my guests. Right? Speaking of old salts, Captain Dan. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Captain, Captain Dan's Dan. another part of the person in the community. That, Absolutely. Yeah. That was a joke, Captain Dan. <laughs> like the nicest guy ever. And Cap Captain Dan's a very active person in CCA as well. He's part of the San Diego chapter on the board, mm -hmm. and you know he has a very big passion, similar to all of us sitting yeah. here, that it's about growing the community. It's about making sure people entering the sport have a really good vibe. Yeah. And I was going to say, Captain Dan, with all of his experience, I mean, everything from spearfishing himself to sport boats and all Filming. That. Filming, exactly. He does the uh, he does um, the fishmonger, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Fish yeah. Fishmonger. Yeah. So. Pretty crazy stuff. But, I mean, he just him, him in that club alone, huge resource. Yeah. Huge resource. Yeah. So, so I met Captain Dan through through the Spear Podcast, like way before I did really? anything. Really? Yeah. He, he, uh, yeah. he found my show. And uh, he's one of the one of the original Spear, Pod, Spear podcast like supporters. Yeah, he's been nice. with me for a long time. What hasn't he done? I brought. I don't yeah. think he's done yeah. anything yeah. that we wouldn't yeah. have done or yeah. we should have yeah. done. Captain Dan's <laughs> awesome. It doesn't. It doesn't surprise me. Anymore. Yeah, Captain Dan is so so awesome. Yeah, he's yeah he's, he's just a, he's, he's a gem to to the community like to any community yeah. anything he, he gets involved with he's gonna be he's gonna add more than he takes. Yeah. No matter what, he's just amazing dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Robin, before we get too far ahead, I know we we, we took a, a huge deep dive. Sorry. And, well, <laughs> no, no, no. super good. Um, super. You know, you have a cold drink right next to you, and it's been bugging the crap out of me. You oh, normally yeah. do pop pop top. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, get that thing ready for the for a real good one. We need it. So, <laughs> it'll, it'll be fine. Okay, so Roman, give us a quick background on on why you do this every every single show. At the beginning of at the beginning of every fishy hour show, uh, we we initiate the prop the show because it's based on a happy hour theme right mm -hmm. you don't have to have an alcoholic drink It'll give you any drink that you prefer but we do a pop top at the beginning of the show so on a scale of one to ten ten being the best pop top you ever heard in your life <laughs> one being the worst are you ready for the seven rate Dude. this pop top oh and then people would go jump in the chat and Not nine point seven five seven six zero. <laughs> yeah. That's about right. That's, That's about right. Put it in the chat. Yeah. Yeah. Precisely. Cheers, guys. What about you, Darren? Cheers. What do you think? Producer Darren. Oh, that's good. Sorry, I had to turn my mic wow. on. Wow. I, I'll give that one a ten. A ten. A solid ten wow. in my ear right there. Okay. okay. What's, What's up, the Chris? Gosh. I. I would probably say a 9.98. Oh, nice. Oh, okay, that's wow. good. That's yeah, very good. Decimal system. Yeah. That's very good. Very yeah. good. Dang, you're even. You stepped it up there on your your beverage I too. Did, wow. I did. I like it. <laughs> yeah. On the show, I usually drink like uh, just a regular Zimas. No, these not Zimas. It's not even alcohol. I think Zima has alcohol. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I drink like non-alcoholic, just like beverage, but fizzy, fizzy. Anyway. Oh, awesome. So let, let's get into a little bit. I know you just went, kind of took a huge deep dive in, know, in, in your past and all that. But what, um, you know, let's get to know the Roman outside of the fishing industry. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. All right. So I've always been a creative, I think. Mm -hmm. I've always been, I've always been, uh, I guess, artistic. I like, I play guitar, a little bit of piano. I probably the most, the thing I've done the most on my free time ever in my life. It's been like just sketching and doodling and drawing. 
right? Both for, I can remember when I was a kid, um, before the internet, before you're lucky people. <laughs> the, uh, with video games? With, with video games and, with, and no, no, with, with, with knowledge, dude. Uh, uh, with knowledge. Uh, 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 like, um, I, I would have my mom drive me about 45 minutes out of town to a different city to go to the public bookstore to pick up books on, on drawing. Wow. Or magic or whatever, whatever thing I was curious about as a kid, right? And it would take a month to go back and get different books, right? Mm-hmm. If she was even able to, to take us, right? Did, did you grow up down here in San Diego? I grew up in, uh, in Ventura County. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's, it's a, little bit, a little bit more north. Between so like Oxnard? Yeah, Oxnard, yeah. Oh, okay, Oxnard, cool. Ventura, Fillmore, that, mm-hmm. that whole, like, uh, Match Mountain, Valencia, yeah. that area. Yeah. Um, Spent so, a lot of time in Oxnard. Oh, cool, yeah. So, so from Fillmore to Oxnard, you know, that's like a 35-minute 30, yeah. traffic with the traffic lights and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the Oxnard Public Library, that was my place. Okay. I loved that place. We used to go in there and get books on whatever I needed, to, wanted to learn about, curious about. And uh, I've always had a thirst for understanding and realize really early on that the more you learn the, the less you're dependent on other people to do things for you right so like everything I do in my in my shows and my videos and whatever I picked up skills on the way from scratch like Photoshop video editing uh, a sound editing setting up a podcast setting up an actual uh, uh, like uh, what's it called? Channel, right? Websites. Optimizing yeah. websites. What, um, what's social media? Yeah, it's not like a. Is it like a self self-made man or like self? Yeah, self-made. Whatever, man. whatever. I'm trying to think of. You're it, Robin. I think I'm thinking. Of it, I think of it as more like a, a master of none. A go-getter. I, I see myself oh, yeah. as a master of none. Right. Master so like, of none is a master of. Uh, a master. Uh, jack of all trades. Jack of all trades. Master of yeah. none. Yes. Yeah. So that that's hurt me. Right, my inability to like hand things off or like get a team going mm-hmm. in the long run. But I also feel like you, sh- you should know what you're gonna what you're gonna ask somebody to do for you, so you know that that they're doing it right. Well, nowadays right. you you won't have to worry about that. People will be demanding to be <laughs> helping you. They want to help you. So, you which know? is which is the which community is like no, we want that. Know, so you can't let it go now. Know, you got, it's, you it's have to. Let, well, actually, you you have to I let have, it go now. And, and that's a great. That's a good. That's a good evolution. There is uh, letting it letting it go. So let's go. Uh, I mean, we could talk a little bit more about the background, but I think sure. people might be more interested in what we're doing now. Does sure. that work? So like, you're fired, Chris. No, no. So the, <laughs> so, so the, so the mindset has been always to 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 help improve myself. And in doing so, finding ways to make things easier for other people, and not necessarily just easier, but also challenging, right? So if I challenge you in a certain way to do something like, hey, don't use a don't use a swim bait for a week, even because that's your clutch bait, right? That's a bait you always go to. Try not to use a swim bait for a week. If maybe you go to thought it on your own, right? But maybe you wouldn't have, and me just mentioning that in the show because you're watching and you're enjoying the content, be like, hey, man, try something different. Right. Mm-hmm. Drop the net break for a little bit, go fish an underspin, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, it's going to challenge you to try something, and maybe you'll get good at it, maybe you won't, but at least you'll know that there's another option for you when the when the net break isn't biting, right? Just never. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, us <laughs> bodies, right? So, so or anything. Yeah, and and I, I thought I, I thought about it as like, okay, well, there's always the the underlying factor behind my in the back of my mind of like, hey, 
what's going to happen when your kids see this? Right? What's going to happen when somebody new to fishing sees this? Okay, we're going to get we're gonna teach them teach them the ways, get them in the right direction, and and hopefully get them not frustrated so they can continue to to love the sport and enjoy the sport and, and make it better for everybody else. Right. Uh, so in fishy hour, it started to get to the point where like. I was doing five episodes a week, so I couldn't come up with enough content to talk about. Right? We had just talked about all the fishing things that happened. We had just talked about all of the openings and closures. And so I started, I was like, right, you know what, guys, I'm just going to do a day where I don't know what to do. I'm, I, I'm pretty good at drawing and I enjoy it, and I'm, gonna, I'm in the process of coming up with new designs for my, for my shop. And I'm going to draw some fishing-related stuff. Just jump on the stream, we're going to hang out. And I'm gonna draw stuff. I had like a camera over the drawing pad thing, and I was just drawing random things like like a like a little cartoon adaptation of like an iron flying through the air, yelling, screaming, you know, or like a, or like a hook with the eyeballs on. Oh, it's something funny, you know, yeah. uh, that we don't have. We don't have that, right? I mean, there we have some more stuff now, but like, I wanted to have cool th cool fishing things that aren't out there yet because I wanted to have it, and mm -hmm. and in so doing, somebody might, else might want to have it too. And that's good because for me, that helps me cover the costs of what I'm doing, so that I can help more people, right? And and so it's kind of like self fulfilling. And so during that process, I think one of the guys that was a regular at the time, Jet, uh, he's a young kid. He's like, you should draw a Mac. Right? You should draw a Mac. How old is he? What where was he at the time? He's probably like, uh, he he was working his first job at um, uh, In and Out. So he's like maybe 16 or 17. All right. Yeah. Young kid. Yeah, that's that's the community you're, yeah. you're surrounded yeah. Yeah. by. He was slaying. Anywhere from a Captain Dan, yeah. 70 years old, all the way to a 16-year-old. And so, and so he's like, you should draw a Mac. Because we had just, I think we had just interviewed you. And we were talking about how important it is to have good bait. Mm. And how you want to have like the perfect Mac when, you, when you're out there in La Jolla. Right. And, and the, the bait is like a big part of it. So I thought, you know what? A Mac is, is uh, not as like... Grand as a bluefin, not as grand as a big yellowtail, right? Uh, but you gotta have a good piece of bait to get some good fish, which is, what, which is what Mr. Kevin Nakata taught me. <laughs> and so I thought that's what we gotta, that's what we have to use a Mac. So, but what made, what led you to someone telling you to to make it what it looks like now? Did, so, I know you said you did it live, right? You were yeah, doing this. Yeah, I, I, just, I just I just sketched it out in I guess my style mm -hmm. of drawing, and. Uh, uh, it, it came out pretty pretty cool. Like I like I like the before that I had done like an angry, like a grumpy spotty. Yeah. Mm. And so the little like really cool sticker. Like a little smug looking spotty. Mm. And I thought it was cool again because I was fishing spotties and I enjoyed it and I wanted to have a shirt that said you know I fish spotties. Mm -hmm. I'm proud of that, right? Yeah. And so I did it kind of in that same genre, that same thread where it's kind of like angry looking. And then someone was like, that looks cool. And someone was like, that look, that would look cool in a shirt. And someone was like, well, that would be cool like a, as a club. And I was like, that would be cool as a club. And I, I drew like an outline of a, of a t-shirt, and I drew what it would look like, which is this shirt here, right? Back? Yeah. And uh, I, we, we tried to figure out a name, and the name was, uh, somebody's like, yeah, it's kind of like Mad Max, like, like, the, like, the, like the movie. Like the movie, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's cool. That might be taken, but we'll try, we'll try it. So we just did a MA, uh, Mad M-A-C-K, Mad Max uh, Fishing Club. And it was just for a shirt design. It was not a real club. Mm -hmm. It was just a shirt design that everybody in the fishy hour community knew about. And so it was like a joke. It was like a joke club. And then uh, we started selling shirts. And um, 
everybody's like, yeah, MMFC, right? We're in the club, blah, blah, blah. And so every time they would join in this little chat, they're, they're like they're like yelling MMFC, and, and uh, it became a thing. I remember. It was like some exclusive club that, you know, we were... <laughs> so back in the day, you know, right during COVID and after COVID, I guess, uh, we had, like, these kayak fishing tournaments and all that. And, like, just constantly I'd be hearing all these random MMFC, like, chow, like, you know. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on here? On the water? On yeah. the water, yeah. yeah. We were on the, on the whatever you call it, the safety boat and all that. And all of a sudden, I start hearing like an MMFC from way over there. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? So uh, a, a big thing with, with uh, so a big breakthrough we had, once the, um, they started easing up on the restrictions a little bit, we couldn't really have a, a big group gathering because that would have been like more than six people and it would have been close to six feet. So I said, you know what, guys, let's just get on the water. Everybody wants to go fish with us. Get your kayak. We're gonna be on the water. We'll be socially distanced. Just don't shake hands or don't touch each other and don't like you know like hug or whatever. And we should be good to go to have group outings. So we started having really early group outings, like really early until the openings of the when the fishing of when the when pandemic. things went normal. Yeah, when things yeah. kind of started to go normal. Mm-hmm. They still they still weren't they still weren't letting people uh, take guests on boats. It was family only and that kind of stuff. So we had like a good opportunity there for to get people on the water. I think probably kayak sales went up through the roof at that point because oh yes, yeah, mm-hmm. I think they're still through the roof. They're still <laughs> through yeah, the roof. yeah, yeah. So and uh, always have always having an eye out for like the latest technology that we could use to make our community better. Uh, there was a there was a app that was being used by the gaming community. I'm talking video game community, where like you have teams of gamers that are uh, like fighting each other in like a, either like a capture the flag type of situation or like just shooting each other in the game. And those guys have to t- be able to communicate with each other live while they're playing the game even though they're in different areas. Like they're playing online and they can be in different parts of the country on a team playing against another team with a bunch of people all over the country. So they're using the app, they're using an app called Discord. And it's basically like a mix of of, uh, of like Twitter and like a kind of like a forum. You have, you have a bunch of different text channels, but you you, talk, you, you basically have an ongoing catalog of what people are saying, like you would a chat, but it's but it's divided up into into text channels, on and to- and voice channels by topics. Yep, yeah. and then we also have voice channels. And when we when we started getting into the the MMFC thing, and we're like, okay, we're making a club, let's do club outings, let's have our own Discord server. That way we can com- like for me, it's super important. It's more important for me that than me talking directly to one of our members. Like I think of it as like a like I, I, I guess I would be like the de facto leader of the MMFC, right? Because I helped start it. But in my mind, I don't want to be the guy that's 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 uh, in complete control of MMFC. I want the club members to talk to each other. Right? And what's the best way for me to provide that for them without any distractions and without any um, biases, right? You take a platform like Facebook, you take a platform like uh, uh, any other social media platforms out there that have a lot of like advertising on it, and that's designed to sway people in one way or the other, right? And whatever you want to hear, they're going to give you, as long as, it, as long as it means you click or you hate or you do whatever on that post. Mm-hmm. So I wanted a place, I didn't, want to, I didn't want to build my community there because I didn't, want to, I didn't want to sow division. I don't care what your political standings are, I care that you like fishing. And that you enjoy fishing and you think fishing is cool. That's all I care about. Now the rest of the stuff is outside. I, I participate in this, Chris. You know, regularly, and I'm part of the MMFC, proud member. And I, I, I listen to Fishy Hour. 
and uh, actively participate in all the events, including one that we'll probably bring up. Yep. Um, this platform Discord, with in combination with the club, it is different. It is so much better because you can have an open platform to talk and to communicate with members, specifically members, not just random people. Yeah. People you know. Yeah. That you that you're able to then. Um, you know, put out ideas, mm -hmm. uh, save your back when you miss a scheduled event, you yeah. know, like, oh, hey, just a reminder, you know, and bringing up things that are maybe a question that comes up, but no one wants to approach on Facebook or Instagram or anyone that's public. This is like a private enclosed club member only thing. Yeah. So on that note, and I kind of wrote, wrote a note for myself. With Mad, Mad Max Fishing Club is a different kind of club. It's not your traditional Southern California fishing club and all that. And especially nowadays where, you know, a lot of those fishing clubs now, like, you know, the Marlin Club here, the San Diego Anglers, um, the Tuna Club of Avalon, and all, those are all legendary clubs. Roman, my question for you is with Discord, with kind of like your club format and all that, I kind of see this as a future format for all the fishing clubs to move to move towards or uh, or could develop to I'm, I'm gonna disagree with you okay. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna butt in okay so I'll tell you why I don't think so okay because discord and all the things that Romans developed over time take a lot of education on, yeah. on the person's part to develop how to do it and good um, routine um, what do you call that uh, um, things you repeatedly do Be, yeah habits yeah. It's, a, it's a habit now yeah. so it's different. It's it's. I don't think that that is going to be a thing. I think this is a very unique format that I've never seen any other club at all across the country. I mean, this is right. I think there's definitely aspects of it that you could that you could add on to a traditional club, right? Mm -hmm. A traditional club. It's already ha it already has its and there's, there's nothing wrong with a traditional club first of all. Right. Okay? Right. Um, it it has its traditions, right? It has its style, and it, adjusting that in any way. Could affect membership because they don't, they don't want to change, right? Right. The people that there's going to be people in your, in that traditional club that have the open mind to try something new and continue to be part of that regular club, right? There's no there's no rule against being uh well not in my club anyway. There's no rule against being an also a member of an online club, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. You'd be like uh so that that that's kind of good. Um, and the way we regulate. The membership in our club is like it's it's basically self-regulated. I've only had to kick out one person. The community is very tight knit. Yeah, yeah. it's mm -hmm. it's it's. I tried building it from scratch, and I had to start from from one. Because I wanted to have that same philosophy that I'm doing for all my content, which is respect for new guys. Of course, respect for experienced guys, right? But but no. Don't deliberately misguide somebody, right? Because if you tell somebody, yeah, if they say, oh, how many of the orange ones can I catch? You say, yeah, three, as a joke, right? Well, the guy goes and catches three Garibaldi, <laughs> right? Right? 
and he's doing it, he's doing it in public, maybe in a, in a, in a place where somebody takes a picture of him, mm-hmm. right? And now all anglers look like a-holes, right? Because yeah. that guy was also catching garbage. That guy, that one guy I thought it was funny. Or he never knew. Yeah. He possibly never had a clue. Yeah. He just came into this and yeah. bought a setup and was throwing peas or exactly. bloodworms out <laughs> yeah, exactly. there. And because he heard about it, yeah. and dude, he's catching orange fish, and he's like, "Wow." And it's and it's I guess yeah. it is it, it kind of is funny to watch someone get in trouble, but is it cool? Like no, it's, it's not. not and, and and that little bit of that little situation that affects everybody now. Exactly the whole now, industry. Yeah, because now you have. Now you have a picture of somebody taking a Bali where you shouldn't have, right? Or like, or endangered fish, or whatever, or fishing in the reserve, whatever, all that stuff, right? It just gives the people that are trying to like restrict fishing more ammunition, right? And in, instead, we give people uh, a little bit of guidance, right? And they do the right thing, and they get into it, and you, it's kind of like they're 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 self-regulating on their own now, right? They understand it, and then. In the club, I say, "Hey guys, you can come into the to the to the Mad Max Fishing Club. If you're here watching the show, you are an MMFC member, right? If you're, I'm not charging anything to be part of the club. I don't charge you anything to be in the Discord. I don't charge you anything to watch the shows. They're free. I don't charge you anything for coming to our events, right? Except for if we're having an event and it's going to be like cost something to pay a vendor." And they will we'll split it up basically, right? But we're not profiting on it. I'm not making extra money on it. And and uh, on anything I do make money on, it goes right back into like uh, raffling things off to the, to the during the shows when we do like uh, what's it, trivia nights, for example, right? So it's all for me based on like building back up and reinforcing the good behavior within the group that that is what I want to see in the community, right? And that's just my thoughts. Somebody else, got, somebody else could have a completely different opinion on how the fishing world should be. And they're free to make their own content, and they're free to make their own uh, infrastructure, right? To take the community that way, and that's fine. Uh, I don't want everybody in my club. I don't want everybody in my club, and that's like, I want the guys that are respectful to each other, that can have a grown-up conversation, that can be adults, and they can understand that, hey, you vote a Republican, you vote a Democrat, but you can still agree that fishing is awesome. And, and you guys just agree not to talk about that stuff while you're fishing, and you guys will get along, right? And that builds bridges and other things. And it goes a little bit more into that, but like that's that this that statement right there is, is as political as it would ever get on my on my show. That's it. Right? Because I want to have that freedom of freedom of uh, expression. And if somebody goes on there and says and is afraid at any point to ask a beginner question, I've lost. Right? I've I've messed up. I I, I failed the community by by letting one guy go in there and harass or or uh, Makes them feel stupid for asking a question that, that a beginner would ask, right? If you don't know the answer to the question, don't answer the question. If you want to help, answer the question. Anything else? Like Mama said, <laughs> you don't have anything better to say. You don't have good to say. Don't say anything at all, right? Mm-hmm. And and it's worked out. People get there. They understand what's going on, and they understand that they're going to be treated as as a as a person with with dignity and respect. Yeah. How, how many people in your group do you think were new to fishing and never touched oh, a fishing that's rod? A good question. Like, what, how many people do you think? You're just speculating. Like, uh, how many? How many people are those um, part of the, the community that come into Discord and everything else that we do with MFC? You know, how many of them never touched a fishing rod how until you you they watch your show? And I don't want to take full credit for for like indoctrinating them into fishing. Because there's other awesome content creators in, in San Diego. Indoctrinating right? into fishing. Right. <laughs> but, but, but like, I would say maybe like about 70% of the people that, that joined the thing with me are starting out fishing. Like, 
and 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 like so now and now I think about this from the like from the from a sponsor's perspective, right? From a company's perspective, would you would would you have more chance in building loyalty with somebody that's already got uh, a brand in their brain and has been fishing that brand forever? How hard is it going to be to switch that guy to a different brand, or to show, or to get him even to try your product? Right? Say your new, say your product is new and it's better than the current product, but that guy's been fishing that product for ten years. It's going to be hard to switch him out. You're going to spend a lot of money and a lot of uh, uh, time trying to convince that guy to try your thing, and you might not even like it because it's not going to be the same as this thing that he's used to, right? Well, with my guys, a lot of the guys are new; they don't have any brand loyalty yet, right? And and they're and they're working on it right now. And they're working on understanding what's the best thing for them, right? Now. I, I, I play a little role in that as far as like, because I'm biased with, with what I fish, right? But uh, but I still encourage everybody to try whatever they want to try and, and let us know what it's like. Is it perform better than the standard, right? So it's it, that's a little bit of a that's a little bit of a I guess like a push for like sponsorships and that kind of stuff. So I I thought about it and. Uh, I think what we're building here, we're not we're not at the point where like I'm ready to take on like a lot of sponsors yet, but the, it's it's prime, it's prime for a company that's that's uh, looking to to get in the in front of new anglers, right? Especially since they're starting the sport, right? And they're coming into a community that's already trusted. I feel like I have the trust and respect from the guys that listen to my show. Um, I feel like I've earned it, right? Uh, I've earned it by delivering as much value as I can whenever I take their time. The, the time is the only finite resource you have, right? Like, you can't get more time. You're spending your time here on this show listening to me. You're spending your time listening to me on my podcast or my show or whatever. I want to make sure that I'm going to make your fishing experience a little bit better, hopefully. right? At least entertain you somehow. Or make you feel like I didn't cheat you out of your time. Right? And, and, and... As long as I'm delivering that value, people will keep returning, right? And sometimes some people that have zero experience with fishing or zero experience with editing or zero experience with any kind of content creation and they ask me a question and I answer the question for them as best as I can, as honestly as I can, I'm giving them so much value that, that some of them decide, you know what, dude, you taught me how to catch fish. Whether you know it or not, the videos you made last year taught me how to get my first body, right? I'm going to go buy your shirt. Because I know you're making a dollar on that shirt, right? But mm -hmm. it's a dollar, but still, it's supporting the community. It's it's growing the thing. And, for, and from my perspective, having somebody rock my shirts, it's, it's amazing, dude. Like, it's uh, it's such a crazy ex experience. Um, but I feel like it's it's warranted. Like it's 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 being done for the right reasons. So anyway, I, I totally tangented there, guys. Sorry. <laughs> so uh, we're in the literally in the middle of one of the events that um, you know you've part you've grown to be part of the community and to um, get a lot of these people that were at one time casting their first cast or yeah. buying their first kayak, but now they're doing something completely different, and that is Spotty Bowl. Yeah. So Spotty Bowl is a. Uh, is a creation that, that we came up with. It is and a fishing tournament. Yeah, it's a fishing tournament. We started last year. Let me tell you how that came about. So I've always been with the philosophy of uh, like, you know, like iron sharpens iron, right? Mm -hmm. Like, how do you know how, how good you are at fishing if you're not competing, right? It's a difference between taking your time and tying on baits on your kayak and taking forever to just cast, right? Then, all right, it's go time. Tournament starts at 6 a.m. 
you gotta catch your bag before whatever, right? And turn to that turn, turn that stuff in. One p.m. Yeah, one p.m. Which uh, we're cut off by from this podcast. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, guys. No, no, thanks, guys. So, 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 that, so that was that was uh, that's, that's this year. Last year was more intense. Last year was like eighteen hours or sixteen hours. I forgot what, what it was. It was crazy. Oh my gosh. But so so uh, I I thought okay I want to do a tournament, but I don't have the resources. I don't want to manage all the people that sign up. I have the technology. I can set up a website to get you to sign up, sign the form, collect your money for the entry fee, and I also want to make it a hundred percent payout. Like I don't, I don't have a charity that I'm supporting, which would, which would justify me making it a 50-50. You know, we can change that. What? what maybe? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's talk about it. All right. Because uh, right now the tournaments that we do, the, the Spotty Bowl tournament, has always been hundred percent payout, right? Because again, I'm not trying to take money out of the community. I'm trying to give it back. If, I, if somebody wins and they go back and they buy more fishing gear, it's more fishing, right? Right. Um, for me, I just wanted to cover the cost of like the trophies and the food that we had at the, at the final event. But this is me to tell you about Spotty Bowl got started. We were, out, we were out on one of our MMFC fishing events where it's just like, let's go out and fish. Everybody jump on Discord, get on the voice channel, and we can talk to each other like, a, like in a group party call while we're fishing. On Discord. On Discord. Like... 50 feet away, 100 feet away, in Mission Bay and San Diego Bay. Some people, some guys went to Mission Bay, some guys went to San Diego Bay. They were talking about it, and we're listening to each other fish. You, you're, you're on there, it's pretty quiet, all of a sudden you hear like, and you're like, oh, somebody's pit up, who, who got bit, who got bit? And like, they're talking, it's like, oh, I got bit, what you get it on, what you get it on? Oh, uh, uh, swim bait, uh, more oil, whatever, right? And, uh, and everybody starts switching out. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost kind of like an open mic on a VHF channel. Yes, yes. open mic VHS channel, exactly. That's, that's a great way to describe it, but it's, but it's, but it's not, it's, but it's not in the open air. It's yeah. secured to the app, so. If somebody were to listen on like on a radio, they wouldn't be able to hear it. You'd have to be in the app with permission to be in our Discord server and on that channel. Mm-hmm. And so, you take a guy who can go out and fish for eight hours. Let's just say our session is going to be eight hours. I'm going to go out and I'm going to fish for eight hours. I'm going I'm to throw my bag of tricks. I'm going to throw my, my five or six favorite baits, right? On my five or six favorite combos. And I'm going to catch whatever fish I'm going to catch in a certain area. Right, and I'm gonna I'm gonna learn from that experience. I'm gonna get hour, I'm gonna get eight hours worth of experience of fishing on the water. Okay. Now take that and make it ten guys on the water, fishing all their favorite baits on their favorite combos in different areas of the bay because you're not fishing right next to each other, right? So maybe you're paired up with somebody if you want. But now you're getting the experience of ten people fishing for eight hours. So you're getting eighty hours worth of experience on one of our outings mm-hmm. that would normally gain, gain you like eight hours worth of experience. It's weird, right? How did I get to Spotty Bowl? So let's not get to Spotty Bowl. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so so we're doing this we're doing these things and, and the guys that are joining the club are are getting really good really fast. Right? Uh, Eric, the guy that's, that actually helped me The uh, judge. The judge that actually that's that his up. name. His nice. nickname. Eric the Judge Lehman. He uh, supporter of CCA, by the way. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a really cool dude. Uh, Ramon Automotive, shout out, right? He, uh, he. Can I get back on that? Yeah. If you guys need a car fixed and you need to get someone to help you fix it, you go to Ramona Autom- uh, Ramona Automotive. I go to Eric. Yep. Get your truck fixed, car car fixed, whatever you have. Take it to this man. 
He's a great person. You're gonna learn a lot about genuine spotty dude. Fish. Genuine yeah. dude. Learn a lot about spotty fishing too. This guy <laughs> literally fishes harder than probably all of us sitting here. It's ridiculous. <laughs> this is hard for sure. Wow. And, and it shows. So we, we're, Eric was was uh, in the club. He's 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 had some freshwater experience before. Uh, he's learning learning to fish spotties, and he is taking everything we're telling him and applying it and and actually executing on it. Like he's not just like, oh yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, and just not doing it. He's doing everything you're telling him to try, and he's actually getting better. He's, I think, he's a better angler than me that, than me at this point. So, from not having any experience at the, from the beginning of the club, so he's like, "Hey, man, I used to run a bowling league. We can't do bowling anymore. I kind of want to run a fishing league. Dude, are you open to that?" And I'm like, "I don't want to do any of the work. Yeah. <laughs> you can do all the work. Not on your plate, right? You can yeah. do all the work, and we can do it." He's like, "All right, I'll do all the work." I'm like, okay, so I, so I set up the site. We have uh, we have online signups. And the, the original spotty bowl was, uh, I think it was like 16 maybe or 12 outings. And uh, Last year, 2021. 2021, it was about 16 events. That was bi-weekly or bi-monthly? Every week. Every week? Every weekend pretty much. <laughs> month, it was like, it was like uh, San Diego Bay, Mission Bay, San Diego Mission Bay. And it was a lot, dude. And you had like a mulligan, I think. And wow. it was... Like you're gonna, if you didn't know how to fish, you knew how to fish by the end of that thing, dude. You you had spotties dialed in, mm-hmm. right? And then um, which which many of the current competitors in Spotty Bowl are they are just devastating, man. Yeah, they it got crush. Hard. Yeah. So so then you have that, and then um, they it, it's a regular season, and throughout the season you're you're getting five back limits on your starting from February. Yeah. Yep. And going through July. Yep. And then whoever the top, and then we only had one category. It was just everybody against everybody, right? This was this was 2001, and now it was it was uh, the top. I think the top six. Right? It was supposed to be only the top like four, but then we moved up to top six as more people started joining. By the end of Spotty Bowl 2021, we had like 42 people in the tournament, and then the the last six people duked it out week by week. Like like playoffs, like football, right? So like one one v one, one v one, one versus one for that weekend, and then the next weekend the winners face the winners and the losers face losers for like third place or whatever. And uh, yeah, we uh, last year we crowned uh, the first ever Spotty Bowl champion of the world, so we like to call it. And who is it? <laughs> Brian. Uh, Brian likes to fish. So. Yeah, yeah. Awesome dude. And so Brian's also the co-host of the show. So like on Wednesdays we'll do like we started we started using the show the, the fish hour show as a way to update the people that are in the tournament on Wednesdays after the tournament. We, after tournament weekend on the next Wednesday, we'll do a show just about stats. Like who, who, who won what category and what the fish counts were and what the lengths were and, and all the bag sizes and everything. It's really cool, it's really informative. Even if you're not into my show in general, you should tune in on those days because you'll, you can get a lot of fish intel. Right, like uh, what's working and, and, and that kind of good stuff. It, it really is amazing yeah. the the amount of knowledge that comes out of just that show on a weekly ba- on well yeah. on a um, somewhat monthly weekly, basis. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. And so then that that kind of evolved into into this year we we did uh, we learned we learned a few things running our first big tournament like that and uh, we split it up into into different categories now and we also well. The original, sh- the original uh, tourney, we gave people the option to fish on a Friday, a Saturday, or a Sunday. And you got to choose what weekend you're fishing. It's all catch and release, catch photo release, right? There's no back weighing, there's no taking into the fish to get weight. It's all done by inches. 
and with, with specific rules as far as like how the fish should be put on the hawk trough, what codes you gotta use, all that good stuff to make it legit. And, and we're super, super strict on the judging because we want to make sure it's like, want to make sure it's like, it's fair across the board. And uh, we've, we've got our rules in place, we've got our, everything is in place, we've got our judging in place. And we use a different function of the Discord app still to submit our, submit our fish. And uh, it's it's been good. It's been going well. We had uh, I think we ended up with 42 people last year. And how many this year though? I think we're up to like 86 possibly. It's an it's an yeah. unbelievable <laughs> it's an unbelievable turnout for yeah. an annual tournament. Like this thing runs for it's eight events this year. You get yeah. two mulligans, yep. so two events don't count if you're two at least uh, you know uh, caught in inches. So even if you didn't do two events, you still participate, which yeah. many people jumped in yeah. literally week two to come in and do the event. Are these all MMFC guys, or can anyone join? Anyone can join. Okay. Yeah, it, it, uh, it's just it's just spottybowl.com is the site we have set up for it. So this is going to be running until August 13th. Yes. Nice. And so, for example, uh, for the main for the main spottybowl championship, there's different categories. We have like a masters division, we have a pro division, we have an amateur division, we have a short pounders division. Now, right? And before you have to fish the whole day. Now you can fish morning or afternoon, so there's two different sessions on three different days. So it's really like the guys that work on the, on the weekends can work can fish on Friday. Guys that work on during the week can fish on Saturday or Sunday. And if you want to do stuff in the morning, you can still fish in the afternoon session. So there's there's options for you, right? On top of that, if you if you're starting now, you're too late to really have a good running for the championship. But there's so many side pots with money and prizes. Yeah. So Ramona Automotive done a bunch of. Uh, Donations for prizes money, mm -hmm. right? For like biggest Halley, longest spotty, heaviest fish, that kind of stuff. Um, submission submission fishing is done. Yeah. Uh, that we call those. Uh, these are the uh, what do they call those? The slow pitch jigs or slow, slow no, no. death jigs? Yeah, the slow death jigs. But I'm talking about the the type of donation it is, like a um, a bounty. Oh. So we have we have like bounties. So for example, slow, uh, submission fishing co. Cool got a baits. So, yeah, cool baits. Uh, got a bounty. Uh, hooker baits too. They got a bounty on like does they hook baits? They don't. They don't. Only only submission fishing co. Cool baits. Ramona Automotive. Ramona Automotive. Yeah, cool. And so they, they do a uh, we, we, it's basically a bounty. You, you catch a fish during the tournament with their with their lure and you get uh, their the prize the, the prize that they're giving away. But it's got to be done during the tournament. If you're if you're too late to the main event and you can't compete for the whole uh, shebang. Then you can still compete for all the side pots, and if you focus on the side pots, you actually have a good chance of getting some of some of those prizes. And, and they're really cool. Like yeah. there's longest fish on a submission fishing jig, uh, submission fishing company lure. Yeah. Um, a cool baits lure, longest um, trifecta, which yeah. is spotty, yeah. spotted bay bass, sand bass, and calico yeah. in one session. Yep. Um, biggest bass, both length and weight. I mean, and biggest fish. I mean, there's all sorts of different things. How many categories is there? I, I don't There's know. There's a ton. There's a ton. So it's, it's definitely worth it. And the, and the tournament costs uh, 53 bucks, 54 bucks to get in. And for a year-long tournament. For, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're basically yeah, you're fishing all those events and so you're only paying like 50 bucks. That money is going is getting split up according to to the uh, 
category you end up in. Because if you if you if you think you're you're awesome and you jump into like the the Do master, you think you're awesome, Chris. Like the master, <laughs> Dude, I'm ragging on you so much this if, podcast. I, already, oh, I know. If, if you jump into like the <laughs> master, we must be getting better at it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> if you jump into the master's division and then you like uh, you you don't you don't fish so well, then we'll we'll move you down to a different. And there's uh, on, I'm looking right now. So masters first through sixth place. Yep. Correct. Yep. Nice. So so this year we're gonna have all those divisions have their own playoffs. That's the payout you're talking. Oh, yeah, the payout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the payout in this this season, the payout is gonna, it's it's pretty much 100% except for like we're keeping like 10 bucks of each payout to do like uh, trophies and food at the event. Because last year uh, we did 100% payout and we we're so close to like being negative because uh, we didn't have that money sponsored, right? So right. again, I just wanted to have a, a, a fun thing for people, but it kind of it kind of like lose money. kind of backfired on me a little bit, right? But uh, uh, we were able to clutch it up with the with the raffle, and then that got us to I think we made it we made a hundred bucks. <laughs> That's okay. it, right? But this year it's cool because like uh, we're, we plan for it. And uh, that's good. And we also have opportunities for sponsorships too. So if people want to, want to help sponsor like trophies or, or belts and that kind of stuff. Yeah, this year, the belt idea was for Spotty Bull. Yeah, provided by TB Metal Art. Yep. Shout yeah. out, Todd, yeah. um, who's always been a great supporter of CCA as well. Um, man, he, he's got these cool with like uh, wrestling belts <laughs> yeah. with the angry the angry spotty yeah. on the uh, the grumpy spotty on the belt dude it's super cool so we were we Kevin and I were on Let's Talk Cup like a month ago <laughs> and I saw his belt before he that was the got it. that was a different league but same thing uh, same, same thing concept. yeah yeah so if yeah, everyone wants to find ass. out well, yeah, if they want to see what it looks like yeah. go on, on Let's Talk Cookup and look at the, yeah. the archive that's so funny it was uh, April 16th was the day yeah. that we, we were on so and we're trying to get Todd on the podcast too so oh. Oh, good. That'll be good. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, but but I gotta tell you, I'm literally right as we're doing this podcast. I'm in the middle of two divisions. One, I just fished this morning at the kayak division, the Masters, and I started my day at 6 a.m. Had a hard time. Holy smokes, it was so bad. The fishing is so tougher today. Then I'm gonna go do shore fishing, the shore division, after this podcast. So I'm doing two divisions in one day. So it is possible for people to go and have a really yeah. good time the whole day if you want to. I am just doing it because I'm hardcore. Yeah, I want to fish as much as you, Kevin. That's cool. When you get a job like mine, you have nothing else to do but fish because yeah. you have to do it. I get it. So. <laughs> That's funny. This is cool. I mean, the whole Spotable concept and all that, I mean, it's it's sticking with people. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, 80 it's fun. People. 86 this year. 86. That's crazy. Next year it's going to double. Watch. You can quote me on it because this last year we doubled, right? It was, yeah, it, that's a double, yeah. Yeah, it's more than double. double. We're going to double again. 100-something people next it's, year. It's fun, man. It's, uh, again, it's a way to get back to the community and give some give people something to get, get excited about. And, yeah. And there's really good anglers all the way to really <laughs> yeah, perfectly not good anglers. Yeah. Like there's there's a plenty of variety. So yeah. wherever you sit as far as um, skill level for fishing, you don't have to go into this being intimidated because you're going to be in a completely different division yeah. most likely if you're not good. But if you're good and we find out you're good and you're not in our club yet and we f- see that you're whooping it, dude, you're yeah. going to put in Masters yeah, right away. Sure. So so when I participate next year, what division am I going to go in, Kevin? How, how do you feel? Like sure. As as, like, sure. You're going to shore fish it with me. Oh, wow. Interesting. Interesting. You should try so not, it. Not what I was expecting, but okay. If, okay. if you do shore fishing, is really it's hard. It is a very big challenge. It 
For, I have people need to get a lot of respect for. Yeah, shore fishing is intense, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's you're limited first of all in space yeah. you can fish. You know, like you know that's that's a big deal. A lot of people, especially getting into fishing, like you can go out here in San Diego Bay. It has a lot more ability to be out here right. and fish on shore. But the spots they get fish hard, mm-hmm. so you gotta know how to present the fish to the fish a presentation that works. You gotta pick the time that you're gonna go fish it because remember there's two sections of the day you can fish. But it's it's just you become a better fisherman. Yeah, I've never fished spotties so much in my entire life because of this event. I'm not even kidding. Like it's I can believe it. It's changed me. Like I, I've learned a lot. It's a life-changing experience. For I know. You. Nice. So much. So much of this so, podcast is too, Chris. So, yeah. so like, when, when a thought that pops into my into my head, always with this kind of stuff is, would the guy that's that's starting his first tournament out, you know, you, you, you're, we're we're prepping that guy to participate in in everybody else's tournaments, right? Mm-hmm. Like 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 uh, I I like to think of it as a because like as a training, right? Come on our outings, start to get good at. Fishing, start to feel confident in fishing. Yeah, you feel pretty good. Yeah, you're getting good. Okay, no, just, just go go do some spotty ball. You know, get you into the system. Get you to feel what it's like to compete under pressure, a little bit of pressure. Uh, if you have questions, at the end of the thing, we always talk about it. What worked? What didn't work? If you have questions. A lot of the guys that are winning, they're open with their with their knowledge, which is amazing for a new guy, right? And so, uh, as far as like any other competitions that are happening in town, we're we're, we're making guys. Capable, confident enough to go out and compete in your tournaments too. You know, we're, we're bringing guys to you, right? In that in that sense, hundred percent. Yeah. So speaking of tournaments, we talked about this. I think the last episode or the episode before that, we talked about Coastal Social, which is our bass tournament. So I'll leave it to you, Roman, and the MMFC crowd. We need we need you guys to represent our Coastal Social tournament. When is that? That's going to be September 17th. San Diego. San Diego. Oh, here? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You so, you watch. Dude. dude. You've, you've just turned on the green light for a <laughs> lot of people. They're going dude. to come and smash. Muto is... So, one of the MNFC members is also the person who started Submission Fishing Company, yep. Mike Muto. Mm-hmm. He's going to come out here and smash some sand bass on his jigs. Yeah, I, you've just, you've just uh, poked the horn so how, how, yeah. how does it... Yeah, so like... And, Every club, every club's got to have their, their 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 sense of like their pride, right? Their sense of like, oh yeah, somebody call us out, let's do this, right? Yeah, that kind of thing, right? So yeah, we'll we'll, we'll definitely show up. Oh, I yeah. think you know, and, <laughs> and, yeah. and oh, like, yeah. uh, and uh, I feel so confident in the group because of everything we were talking about. Like these guys are, let's do it. These are no joke, dude. Did you know that MNFC member won the Coastal Social? I know, right? Last week <laughs> or two weeks ago. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> Yeah, so we breed, we're breeding crazy fishermen, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. MFC so, breeds crazy fishermen. So the kayak division is pretty well represented, but we'll, we'll yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have to make that happen for sure this year. It's always a funny, uh, funny event too. It is also Spotty Bowl is also also open to boaters. Yeah, just that's right. saying. That's that was true. my next question. So boaters, kayakers, boaters, kayakers, float to They're all intermixed. Yeah, kayakers are with boaters. It's based on it's based on the it's based more on the on the individual skill set. skill set of the angler. Gotcha. You can use whatever vessel you want, but you're either you're either on the water or off the water. Okay, so two basic categories. You can do kayak, you can do boat, you can do float tube, you can do stand up paddle board, whatever you want. But you'll be in the in the same division as a guy at the boat. Be on a floating cardboard box. Yeah, it's fine. And there's a five mile an hour limit, so that cardboard box could actually work out for you yeah, if you're yeah, yeah. fishing out of it. That so we kind of leveled the playing field a little bit. You won't be like. 
you know, hauling butt down the bay. And all, all this, of course, is done with uh, that. That speed limit is enforced. You know, it's not enforced. It's it's uh, it's it's. Uh, do I do we have the right kind of guys in here that are following the speed limit law? I hope so. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, they do. We also checked up on them. Yeah. So, so it's it's very. Uh, it's just, a, it's just a cool thing to do. Uh, I think I read somewhere where you also have to have a life jacket on or something. Yep, you have to have so your, cool. Yeah, we, we comply with all the fishing regulations on all of the Coast Guard regulations. All the stuff you need to do, you need to have as a, as a kayak fisherman or boater. You can't be fishing out there without a license. We don't encourage you jumping fences and fishing docks where you're not supposed to be fishing. It's got to be places where you're allowed to fish, whether it's, whether it's allowed... Uh, you can't fish a, res- a restricted uh, military area because it's not allowed. That fish, that fish was disqualified. Right? Mm-hmm. You can't fish. You can't jump a fence to go short pound in a dock that nobody gets, ha- else has access to. It's got to be legit where you, everybody else has everybody else has access to. Right? And so, it's it's fun. That's cool. That's cool. Very different. Yeah. The level of anglers is uh, it just keeps going up. Like I definitely saw a huge jump between. The first year we did it and the second year we did it, like now I have no chance to like first year I was like winning some stuff, you know, I was getting close, good top top five, top you know. Mm-hmm. This year, even with the divisions, dude, especially with the divisions, I'm I jumped into the masters division because I thought it'd be cool to be in the masters division and like I have no business being in there, dude. Sharks, dude. <laughs> These guys are freaking getting like what, 78? seventy eight. So so Brian <laughs> back to back events. Literally got 78-inch limits. Now, now to put that in perspective, we're only two inches off of 80, right? right. An 80-inch limit for spotted bay bass is for five fish is what average? Do you know? I'll stop you. Let's see how good I'm at. I'm, I'm good at math. So you ready? Okay. 16 inches. Okay. That's a big spotted bay bass. You have to have five of those. Yeah, you have to have five 16 inches to be. Or a giant and some, you know, 15s. Yeah. But we're and talking. The average is like what? 12? Yeah. 12 or The legal is 14. Yeah. But yeah. but there's not. Like, legals. You're mostly getting 12 and 10s. Yeah. yeah. People on Masters get. He's getting 16? Yeah, dude. Well, I guess well, 78. 78. So we're. He's well, close. Average. Yeah. 16 yeah. average? Yeah. yeah. 17 inch fish. He's caught 17. So, I mean, like, there's people that. And this is all San Diego and Mission Bay. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. this is big time. Yeah. So yeah. that's just that's just the masters though. The amateur, the pro, like there's different variety of the amount of people um, and the scale of how much they are catching. Some people skunk perfectly fine. Like yeah. there's tough sure. fishing out there. But you but you but those people that are that are skunking regularly are fishing with other guys that skunk regularly. You know, yes. the one guy will get lucky and get that fish and it's like, boom, I'm first place or second place, right? And yeah. it's good, it's, it, it it encourages you to keep keep going out. The guys that are skunking though, they're watching the show still, they're watching the results, and we're, we're letting them, hey, sometimes we even straight out ask, hey guys, who's been skunking, right? And they'll say, oh, I've been skunking, and there's no shame in it. We're not gonna beat down on them for being, for being new at fishing, right? We're gonna say, all right, on the next session, you hang out with me, and I'm gonna show you where I, how I'm fishing and what I'm fishing with. And now, that guy's not skunking, and he's getting one, maybe one or two fish every time he goes out now, right? That's or, cool. And it's like, okay, then, then that, that stokes the, fa- the fire, dude. Like, he's going to get more into fishing, you know? I'm going to set myself up right now. <laughs> um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, sign up to do a podcast, no, not podcast, a YouTube video with you. Okay. Um, another one. Okay. Where we talk about how to get set up for bay bass fishing better and how to, like, angle up to certain places and yeah. tides and all these things. I know, Brian, you do a great job. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying... On this podcast, I've committed to doing one. All right, I'm so, down. So check out Roman Castro vlog on YouTube. Yep. Make sure you subscribe. 
check out the video that we're going to put together. If you're new to fishing and you want to get more spotties and you want to try um, a great to be part of a great community, go check out this place that, that we talk about. You know, whether it's YouTube, the Discord channel, if you for, uh, somehow just find it on Discord. Yeah. Um, the best way would probably be to go to. Uh, Mad, MadMaxFishingClub.com is going to tell you what we're about. It's going to tell you how to find my channel. Once you jump, once you find my channel, you'll find everything else and start tuning in to Fishy Hour. Get a feel for the guys. If it's your crowd, you know, if you if you're okay with hanging out with a bunch of adults, talking about fishing respectfully, then you're you're one of us, right? And uh, if you're not, that's cool. You'll you'll find your community. Yeah. Yes, that's absolutely. cool. Kevin, this has been fascinating. Yeah, it's just absolutely fascinating. This is the future of our sport. Yeah, you know, guys like Roman and mm -hmm. the people that participate in his community. You know, a lot of, a lot of what we see as industry, you know, um, participants and community members. You and I, and now, and obviously Roman, I'm, I'm looping him in. But you know, you and I, we we are out there. We see different variety of different places, whether it's from Ventura County all the way over to here. Mm -hmm. There's San Diego. There, there's a lot of different variety in the culture of fishing. You're you're starting to hear more about people that are trying to get positive vibes in communities of anglers that really are trying to do something for people that coming into the sport, which is extremely important. You. Roman said it perfectly. You don't want you don't want these people to come with the bad or go, go away with a bad taste in their mouth. Mm -hmm. It's that's the worst possible thing as an angling community we could we could do. We want more people, we want better um, a better culture, a better vibe for people to feel welcome in our sport because we, we can't do it without you. We we need people like you listening. We need everyone that's listening to be part of what we believe in as a sport. I like to I like to fish. I so happen to have made a career out of fishing, right? Mm -hmm. And so have you, mm -hmm. uh, all of us, really, uh, and everyone that's been on this podcast has. And without people that come to the sport and have excitement like us, we won't we won't have a future. Like it's not going to be as good as it so what it's coming out to be. We're having awesome. Like right now, what's happening in our in our uh, in fishing in SoCal is is mind blowing for the amount of good representation we're come we're bringing into the sport like people are hyped yeah mm -hmm. people are ready to go fishing like it's really a different place now like florida is has always been like that like yeah. it always yeah, you go to florida and yeah, they sell fishing licenses and gas stations like that's i mean good, come on man. you know no that's true like that's a, that's a great point dude and like um you're bringing in that fresh that fresh blood i guess you could say right you're bringing in that and there's nothing wrong with the old blood we're bringing in the fresh blood because we need that to keep going, right? We need that, that positivity. We need those people to to want to be get involved, right? If you're if you're tearing somebody down the whole time, they're not going to get involved. They're not going to help you. So, same thing with the CCA guys. You got these new people that are coming in. Maybe they, maybe they, instead of deciding to help in with Spotty Bowl, they can decide to help join join the board at CCA, right? And be a resource to you guys, right? With whatever skill set they happen to bring to the table, right? Captain Dan, right? That guy is amazing, and and. Uh, Imagine if we had like 10 more Captain Dan's, how crazy, what crazy things you guys could do with CCA, right? Right, it's just, it's there, and there's so people you've got to bring the people in, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. 100%. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Roman, thank you so much for coming on. This has been absolutely, like I said, fascinating. One more time, 
how do we get a hold of you? How do we get uh, to Mad Max Fishing Club? And how do we see your channel? Cool. So for, for me personally, my the, most of the fishing stuff I do is on my fishing channel. So romancastro.com will take you to my website. And from there, you'll be able to see all the links to my social medias and my channel. For, for the Mad Max Fishing Club specifically, if you want to get involved with that and learn about that and how to get how to become a member, you go to Mad Max Fishing Club, that's M-A-D-M-A-C-K fishingclub.com. And if you want to tune in on, on Mondays at 7 p.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m., go check out fishyhour.com forward slash live. If you do that, at that time, it'll take you right to whatever live stream we have going at the time. If not, it'll take you to the channel. Go ahead and subscribe to that. And we will be, you'll get notified when we come live. So, And also Instagram. Check out the Instagrams. Yeah, I'm on Instagram too, at uh, Roman Castro um, and at Fishy Hour and, <laughs> and Mad, Max, Mad Max Fishing Club. And Mad Max Fishing Club, yeah. So check out those and, uh, you know, I'm part of it too. Um, we've, there's great people involved in this yeah. in this mm-hmm. club. And if you're out there again, you know, I've said it, you're new to the sport, Roman preaches about this, join it up. Learn about it. At least you're going to take away something about how to be part of a club yes. and part of a community, and and that's in itself worth your time. For yes. sure. Awesome. Thank you, Roman. Cool. I Thank you. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Kevin. Fascinating stuff, man. I know. I still got a fish tournament right now. <laughs> <laughs> the spotty bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us this week. Once again, follow us on Instagram at CCA California. Make sure to give us a five-star review on the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We will see you guys next week.